Yo, episode 56 of the Goddamn Fools with Evan, Eric, Bianca, and Frankie. Please don't forget to subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. Leave a comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend. All right, let's pick up where we left off. Oh. Yes, Evan. Frankie's here. He's pointing. <laughs> right? Like, why are you pointing at him like that? So. Oh, what is he plugging in? I'm so, scared. Let's do like it. I said before we were recording, I was, I've been going back a little bit and trying to, like, fix some of the audio on some of our older episodes so if newer listeners do list and listen they're not completely turned off <laughs> and i uh ran into when frankie was up here last year oh okay dear. oh dear <laughs> oh god so i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> listen i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell y'all right now maybe in like a year or a couple months from now i got some other stories that i can't say right now Statue of limitations <laughs> it don't got it don't got limitations it's important i love it <laughs> It has nothing. It has nothing to do with Chanel. Has nothing to do with uh, right, right, right. people you may know, but just something that I'm kind of going through. But we'll leave it at that because I don't know who's listening. We're gonna book you a in smart. a year on the show. Yeah, somebody write this down. <laughs> I'm holding End of 2018. Back. When you coming back? Because I want to hear about this. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Wow. Look at look Put at him dog. on the spot. You see what happens when you got two weeks off and time to just go back and listen Yo, to shit. You ain't me, shit. Me and Eric. <laughs> Me and Eric say this about Evan all the time, but he literally never forgets anything. Like, he has pictures of us saved from, like, when we first for, well, all met. I forget a lot. I just, well, he's a pack rat. I have He everything. saves memories for years. He's a fucking pack rat. Years. This nigga's a hoarder. If he wasn't married, his house would be filled with dumb shit. So, Frankie. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you remember what these stories are? Yes, I do. Put and can you share spot. them this year? What's happening? Oh, man. Do we have time? Oh, I guess we have time. <laughs> I got something to do with my nigga. Let's go. Oh, man. <laughs> Eric's like, yeah, I got popcorn. We got time. So, dating has never been a great thing for me. <laughs> well, for, for most of us. Join the club, So, right? we understand. <laughs> you see, only one of us is married. <laughs> but even then, like... <laughs> I got lucky once. Like, <laughs> that's all it takes, baby. Yeah, that's all, okay. that's all it takes, my Honestly. nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I've learned a lot. Mm. The butterfly Amen. has grown the ever butterfly. since that episode. <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a secondary metamorphosis. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Talk about it. Oh, man. Okay, so at the time, I was going through a situation where I was hooking up with somebody who did not want to be with me. Oh. And uh, that's awkward. Very, very. Um, and what was he in the closet? Was he out the closet? He was in the closet. Okay. Okay. Um, and so obviously there was a lot of things that you know, a lot more shit behind all that. But um, we were hooking up for about two and a half years. Wow. So obviously. <sighs> okay. Obviously, you know, when you have a when you're in a situation where you're hooking up with one person and one person only, at least on my end, because I can only speak for me. Um, you're going to catch feelings. Absolutely. Oh, it, you know? it just yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially, like I said, because if I was just hooking up with this one person, like if I was somebody that was just like fucking around and doing my thing, like, you know, it's easier to, it's easier to like separate yeah, and yeah, yeah. compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no. So at the time I was, um, yeah, I was, I was going through all that and I just did not even, I didn't tell, I didn't tell a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, a few people knew about the situation, but I just didn't even bother to put myself out there in, in the dating world because I was so convinced that eventually we would have been together. But he was just going through his own 
personal shit and I just had to be okay with that. You know, because there's certain things you take into consideration when it comes to dating yeah. or whatever. And you're like, you know what? You're convinced that this is life. Everybody has their issues. Everything yeah. is not going to be fucking cocaine and cookies. Like, it's not going to be <laughs> cocaine and cookies. Let's, hear, let's talk more about that instead. <laughs> this, this is all great. But cocaine and cookies, right? Never, never. Do you, wow. like, bake the cookies with the cocaine in them? <laughs> that's, some, that's some Bobby Brown shit. I ain't going to hold you. That's some Bobby with Brown the, shit. With the cookies and shit. That's the shit. That's that shit that that Bernie was talking about. R.I.P. to Bernie. That's what he was talking about. Exactly. But um, yeah, no. At the time, I was I was I was just in a weird spot, and uh, you know, I was doing the podcast. I was doing my my own my own stuff as Work. well. But this was also somebody that I worked with. Oh, I've been there. That is ugly. Shit in where you eat. Y'all be out here fucking in the workplace. Y'all are dumb. Well, you eat. No, no, eh, right. no. Go ahead, no, Frankie. I mean, I, but you know what? No, Hold no. that judgment, Eric. Hold that judgment. All listen, right? listen. But it gets it gets worse. So I, he might he might have to say something about this. The reason. <laughs> Not, Eric's in HR, so you got to excuse him. Uh, <laughs> just trying to tell you, niggas. You would have fired me a long time ago. <laughs> professional. From a professional. This is a poor idea. The tea is scalding, baby. Yes. From, from a professional Woo! perspective, everything Frankie's about to tell y'all is a bad idea. <laughs> I want to talk to you niggas about this shit at work. It is, it is a bad idea. Absolutely. Continue, my nigga. Very. So I had met this person at a time when I was... Oh God, this was also a bad situation. I had fell in love with a straight man. And Ooh. so, and that straight man was somebody that I also worked with. Oh my God. Frankie, wait, wait, what wait, are wait, you wait, doing, wait, wait, wait. Frankie? Time to fuck out. So, living, so this is a different person. I'm living and I'm learning. So this is a, di- <laughs> so this, this is a different person. When we get offline, Frankie, the tell straight, me we work. I ain't never the, working the there. The straight man was a different person. How, did, how, does, how does that happen? Okay, so... We're going to get back to that, yeah, but yeah. just sidestep real quick. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I was also kind of young. just like 23 or whatever. Um, we had a really good friendship. We worked together. Everything was, you know, it wasn't cocaine and cookies, but it was certainly, you know, <laughs> it was fun. We had a good time. We had oh. a little weed and brownies. <laughs> I'm this was even, this was stealing cocaine and cookies. Stealing. Yeah, this was even before <laughs> I, had, I tried weed. I didn't, I didn't smoke weed until like a year ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody had to hold out. It wasn't going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so we had a really good friendship. And one of the biggest problems of that was we did not establish boundaries. Oh. He, I was his like first real like gay friend. you know. Oh. And everyone always feels the need to tell you that because you know, it's fair you know, to an extent. But um, so there was just a lot of things that I misread. And he didn't feel like, you know, addressing or he didn't feel like uh, he didn't feel like anything was wrong. But, you know, young Frankie had this little spark of hope. And I was like, because I have a lo- lot of straight friends. You know, some of my yeah, friends yeah. they are trash, but we love them. Um, <laughs> well, damn. I mean, they're going to let Frankie talk about y'all like that. Look, look who I'm sitting at a table with. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Yo. Yo. Listen, sometimes <laughs> we just got to address Yo. Them. Yo. Love them, but you know you can't. I'm do an upstanding citizen, guy. There gotta be an invisible person sitting there's, at this table. Nigga, there has to be. <laughs> she can't be talking about me. That's crazy. <laughs> That's some bullshit. We love our we love our straight guys. Yeah, right? I mean um, they're all right. Yeah, so I, I ended up telling him how I felt, and it just put a damp around the friendship. It wasn't destroyed completely because mm. we now have a great relationship. He was in my box guy story, and that was actually the inspiration behind the box guy story. Okay. Um. So 
we've come a long uh, way. So he wasn't in the closet. He was in the box. <laughs> oh, it all makes sense. No, it oh, doesn't. No, straight. You're, a, you're a whole airhead. No, I was, was confusing it with the other co-worker. Really? My bad, Frankie. Yes. Really? Oh, whole, my bad. Just a whole Well, the Frankie wasn't, wasn't crushing on more than one hey, co-worker. Hey, maybe already, I can, do, me my, do me a favor. Turn your mic off, my nigga. We've already established that... Evan listens for shit. So me and Eric are listening. Turn, turn your mic off, my nigga. Continue. Listen, I was listening. I realized it after I said it out loud. So. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll turn my mic off now. Please. So what had happened was, because I worked with this person, things just got crazy, you know, and people started, everything was like in the in front, like everything was on display. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. felt the tension. Everybody felt the awkward, you know, animosity that was happening because, sure. you know. So I ended up leaving that job for three months. I went to another job and... Wow. Yeah. But right before I left, right before I left was when I had met the person that, that I was talking about in the beginning of yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know... So this was a back-to-back, like... Yeah. And I ended up going back to that job. Okay. Frankie, Frankie, where do you work? Tell me offline. I'm not working there. Oh, no. I don't work there anymore. Okay. That's um, an HR nightmare. I'm not working there. That's uh, crazy. So Lord, how did that end? So y'all still friends now, you said, but like... The straight guy? Yeah. But like, how did that happen? Like, how did... Did you tell him you had feelings or you oh, just yeah. kept it to yourself? Yeah, no, he I already him. said he told him. You don't listen for shit. You told me to turn my mic oh, off and I started go. chewing Here we go. So do you listen in your mic? <laughs> you asshole? Here we go. <sighs> All right. Yes, I did tell him. Fuck. I did tell him and it just, you know, it went, it went, it went left after that. Um, and then... Now that he says it again, I remember him. <laughs> That's uh, thank you, thank you. Sorry, Frankie. <laughs> it's fine. That's All what right. editing's for, right? To, no, no. I'm gonna keep this shit in because it's entertaining. That's fine. Back to the. Uh, That's fucking hilarious. Back to the other coworker. God. All right. So, I'm messy. So um, you went back to the job. Now it's coworker number two. Right, I'm turning two. my mic back off so I can eat yeah. this pretzel. God bless. I'm back at I'm back at the job. I didn't go back to the job because I was like I want to be around all these men that I love. No, um, <laughs> it was more like a financial situation. It was sure. a lot easier for me to go back to that job because it was five minutes from my house at the time, um, instead of ha- having to drive 35, 40 minutes to Wallingford. Ugh. Well, that was with traffic because at the time there was a bunch of shit on 84 and mm-hmm. Meriden. What an don't, don't we know it? Yeah. So um, so I went back and. You know, things, the tension was still there. It was kind of awkward. Um, and that's when I started hooking up with the, you know, with the new guy mm-hmm. all the time. Oh. All the time. And Ooh. things got messy because he started, you know, another thing where I'm, I had this fucking spark of hope by, by their actions. He started saying, like, kind of jealous, je- well, not, I guess you could say envious comments towards, like, my straight friends. And even, you know, referring back to the straight man that I... Oh. had feelings for so in my head i'm like yeah this is messy and you're sh- you ain't shit for you know for throwing that in my face but i'm like but there's something there there's something behind it it could be love and you know my dumbass believed that it was love for two and a half years um but it ended up just being like a more of a convenience thing like some people look for sex and some people just want to have sex and that's fine right i'm very very emotional and like even when it comes to my friendships so of course like i said earlier if i'm hooking up with somebody for two and a half years and only then shit's gonna you know of course it's it's gonna get messy and it did get messy there was a lot more that happened that i cannot say on mic because i don't know who listens but um (laughs) no we don't either so Just to just to protect yeah, you there I further. I have no idea who listens oh, to this no. podcast, but I can tell you people listen. Yeah, that's all we know. That's all I know. But I will. That's all I can tell you. But but I will tell you off mic who it is. Okay. okay. Um. Now, are they out of the closet now? 
Mm, that's another part of the story. Okay. All right. I can I can say I can say people are aware. Okay. All right. We'll take that. All right. It's an interesting story. Listen. Um, I mean, I, go ahead. I, I get it. I get why it's difficult to come out and tell people who you're sexually attracted to. I get it. Like I can't imagine it would be easy. Um, cause like, even as a straight man, like how many times is it like how, how sometimes it's hard to even tell a girl you like her. Right. You right. Know what I mean, when yeah, you yeah, date, yeah. Right. so it's just like, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, any of my friends feel like they need to talk to someone. I'm here. You could talk to me. He's a goofball. Babe. I'm a goofball. I'm here. Still. So he's going he to forget everything you say. Anyway. Yeah. So it's a, <laughs> That's exactly. He's not even going to tell nobody he's a perfect person to tell. Right. An hour you know. long talk, and he's like, "Yeah, so you're gay, right?" You're right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I have, exactly I have a very large family, and the majority of my family is straight. But I remember, you know, my cousin, where your part, you actually know her and her girlfriend. They were hey. at your party. Yes, yeah. yes. But so I remember, you know, when she first came out, and it was kind of one of those things where we we're like, we kind of knew, but you know, you never want to assume. Right. And I just loved that nothing. No one in my family ever made her uncomfortable to be herself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and some of my family members are not the most educated on the matters or anything like that, but nobody ever loved her less, loved her differently, loved her. She was supported in her, in her choice. And when, you know, she brought home this fabulous girlfriend, everybody loved her and they've been together for like a million years now. I'm so happy for them. And then, you know, recently one of my male cousins came out as bisexual and it was the same thing. You know, we supported him. We're happy for him. We listen to his stories, everything. And I'm just so proud to be from a system like that because I know that, you know, sometimes people live in families where they can't do that. I've yeah, seen, definitely. I've seen clients who are parts of, you know, very religious families, um, very traditional, like Mexican families, things of that nature where they come into therapy and maybe they're trans or they're gay and they can't say that in their home because, one, their parents might physically harm them. Yep. They may be removed from the home. Like, there's just a lot they could be facing. Homelessness, all of these things. And I think about, you know, my family members who had to go through these, you know, very rough transitions of outing themselves. And I thank God that they had safe spaces to do that because I can't imagine feeling like you can't tell the people closest to you in your life the truth about yourself. It's just scary yeah it all brings me back to 15 16 it's a weird time for me Um, everyone though that's a weird time for everyone it is it is and and no matter like i said before no matter how progressive society seems to be or who you're around like it's way more internal than anything right and a lot of people a lot of people will kind of internalize that stuff and make it about them when you tell them like oh you should have told me this this and that i've been your friend forever and it's like it's not about you honey bun right you know and and, you know i remember like even like for straight people i remember when we were in high school somebody who i was very close to had sex for the first time and when her mother found out she took her door off the hinges and like when we talk about like took her bedroom door off the hinges for months and i think threw a phone at her like Mm, sounds like a black parent to me what so when you talk about like when you talk about making your kids sexually uncomfortable, like yeah. that's that's it right there. Like hmm, the first time I had sex, I got hit with a phone and I lost my bedroom door. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should never do that again. It's a complex. <laughs> my father took my door off the hinges as well. Like I said, when I was a Maybe kid. he should have bolted you in that bitch. But it was because <laughs> I couldn't hear him when he was calling my name. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 
Yeah, so he said, "You fuck a hard of hearing, nigga. Let's let's separate this door from your." Yeah, you do have selective hearing, so I understand that completely. I had music on, TV was on. Like, what the fuck? Oh, because he wanted a fucking root beer out the fridge or something. Oh. Yeah. Well, he wasn't fucking listening, nigga. Door coming <sighs> off the inches. Well, but yeah, I say that to say we were all fucked up as, yeah. <laughs> as, as yeah. teenagers. Thank you for bringing for bringing up that story. And you know what's so funny is that I actually thought that you were gonna refer back to it um, because I remember Eric saying like we're gonna book you in a year because yep. I want to hear this, and I was like he might bring it up. I don't know. I don't know if he remembers, but did you I told did me not that you- remember. But when I went back and I, I just happened to click that part of the oh, podcast, really? and I was like, yeah. There's certain things that stay in my mind, too, because I remember, like, I listened to the episode a couple of times. So you listen because you want to, you know, for editing purposes yeah, 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 and whatever. Yeah. And you want to make sure you're coming across a certain way. And I remember thinking, like, what if I do get booked in a year? I'm probably going to have to talk about this. <laughs> in, 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 goddamn right. In our defense, like, we wish you came back sooner. We did not, like, Man. a year. is It's crazy how a year has flown by. But yeah, it's yeah. just gone by so quickly. Wow. Yeah, I've gained a little weight, too. I got chubby cheeks. Uh, we gain weight, we lose it. What yeah. does it all really mean? <laughs> My jeans don't fit me at all right now. If I stand up, they'll probably fall off. So, I mean, we're here. That's just how it is. Sweatpants for days. Um... <laughs> We should go eat a salad, maybe. <laughs> Wait. Dang. Can we just go eat anything? Because I'm fucking hungry. We can't eat anything. Oh, that's right. It's all recalled. It's, it's all recall. It's all fucking recall. It's all a recall, nigga. That's a great yeah, you like segue, that, right? Yeah, if you didn't even realize it. No, I didn't because I was going to talk about something relationship related. So. Oh. So what do you want to talk about? No, we can, we can talk about the food. All right. We'll, there's we'll E. Go, coli. We'll there's Listeria. There's... There's something else I can't remember what the name of it is. So there's like E. coli in like everything, yeah, right? Everything. So in Duncan Hines cakes mix, there is E. coli. In uh, lettuce, there is E. coli. In spinach, they found it. In what else? Beef. Beef. Ground beef. Yeah. Ground beef. <laughs> I love ground beef. <laughs> um, what else? I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> you should say maybe that. we shouldn't talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starving. I'm only eating a sandwich today, and it's 7 p.m. Um, <laughs> so All there's like these pretzels. <laughs> it's not safe to eat anything right now. Uh, I'm just gonna stick to ordering pizzas, and and that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's annoying. I walked by the uh, you know produce section and saw that all the lettuce was taken down at Stop and Shop. Yeah. And so the reasoning why, it's so funny because the three of us were talking about this in our Goddamn Fools podcast like group chat that we have and Eric had said something like they must have like rolled back the regulations or something because like where is all this E. coli coming from? Mm -hmm. And like the the next day I think I went on Facebook and somebody posted the article about how Trump had like quietly rolled back like the EPA regulations, FDA FDA regulations on how, um, on how food is like monitored or something to that effect. And it has something to do with the water that they're using on the food. And so it's all coming back with E. coli in it. And I was like, yo, I really just (laughs) like cannot understand. Yeah. So I guess he rolled back those regulations and Mm -hmm. here we are now, all of our food has E. coli and it just, in general, in America, our food is already so much unhealthier than in other countries, right? right? Like, you can eat decently here and put on more weight than if you ate like a pig in, say, Italy. Because the food is just so much natural, more natural there. Um, so the fact that he rolled back these regulations and nobody knew is kind of scary. I think it's dumb. Because people have died from, yeah, like, how they knew that... Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> The FDA is just fucked up as it is. Absolutely. Me and my wife were just watching this documentary called The Bleeding Edge. Interesting. On, um, Netflix. So it's about like medical devices. Oh. So yeah. like 
the FD when I whenever they put in uh, that like medical devices had to be researched or tested or whatever the hell it was in the seventies, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. They did not. They some the ones that already existed were grandfathered in, but like I don't know if recent. I don't know the whole story and if every single fucking thing, but. Mm-hmm. If something is relatable to that device, it doesn't have to be tested. Yeah, they just so there's like a loophole. So they just throw all these medical devices out on the market and don't know if they even fucking work. Do you watch the resident? No. So the resident just did an episode on this. It's a medical show. Um, It's fairly new, and um, basically, like there's a company in the show who produces medical devices and they approved this device for the brain and they stick it in an eight-year-old child who's suffering from seizures. And then one of the employees from the company does some research and finds out that not only is the company lying and having their parts made in China instead of the USA, but they're not doing the research to check to see if the, the parts even work. And they stuck it in an eight-year-old child to a parent who already lost a child. Damn. Yeah, a yeah. lot of these manufacturers don't even do proper like inspections, whether they yeah. be like visual right. or physical. Um, I used to work for a reprocessing uh, facility, and mm. they told us that the devices that we would um, reprocess were inspected. I think one out of every one hundred. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, this is stuff that people like. These are devices. People are like, there's blood involved. There's surgery sometimes. Right. Like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things was like a hip replacement, where there's they were promoting these cobalt hips mm-hmm. or something and mm-hmm. it would like break in the person yes and the cobalt will go through all their bl- like their blood this stream. happened on the resident yo. yes yes and, <laughs> and their brains were severely affected by it to the point the where metal. they're fidgeting and they were doctors are just talking it up to dementia or parkinson's or something yep. of that and if metal crazy. gets into your bloodstream in any kind of way and then they take it out and then they're finding it yeah depending on well it depends on how much you, how long you've been susceptible okay. to it or anything like that but yeah. if metal gets into your body from any kind of like object like because metal hips for instance they rub together because think about how your hip functions when you yep. move your leg it's yep. the same thing yep. so if the metal on metal rubs it breaks off after a while and it will dissipate into your bloodstream and float up to your brain and your heart and it can cause like hysteria it can cause like dementia kind of symptoms things like that and so people will just think oh you have early onset dementia (laughs) and you don't your hip replacement is making you insane right because there's always a little bit of iron in your blood a little bit it's Mm -hmm. trace amounts but it's iron it's not fucking cobalt (laughs) which i think they put in phones and shit too right (laughs) but they say medical, the medical field is almost as closely regulated as aerospace. I used to work in aerospace before um, I transitioned out to where I work at now. And uh, they have to regulate and inspect everything, but that shit's going up in the air. So they'd rather have that more highly regulated because if a plane crashes and 200 people die, niggas got to come out of your pocket. Everybody from the airliners to the manufacturer of the plane. Right. But so people die in hospitals all the time. Nobody right. thinks anything of it. Exactly. They're like, well, their life insurance will pay the shit off. And it's, only, it's a one-off. So they're not worried about it. When 200 people die at once and somebody's got to pay for it, because they, they put a little more, more thought into it. Listen, I've been working in the medical field since I was 19 years old, and nothing scares me more. Like, you know how they say doctors are the worst patients? I'm the worst fucking patient. One, because I know enough to question things when things are happening. Um, I know enough to kind of know what's going on with my body a lot of the times. Like, you know, when my gallbladder was acting up, I knew it immediately. I could describe what was happening, all of that, and I kind of knew what the process was going to be. So you end up questioning everything. Like, when my when my family members have had been sick, you know, I've had a lot of family members in the hospital 
me and my mom have worked in the medical field forever. We kind of just sit there like, why are you doing that? Why would you give that medicine? Why would you do that? <laughs> like yeah. every, every moment that we're there. And it was a doctor that discovered it. He mm -hmm. had the hip replacement and he wasn't acting right. And his wife was like worried and like he was erratic and all yeah. of that. And that's when he did the research himself and found it. So now like he's going around and he says he feels morally obligated to, like, even though he doesn't, it's not, he doesn't have to tell people this, but he feels morally like I gotta, I can't be giving people this shit. Right. Or, and it's scary. Like it's, it's, Everything from, like, devices they put in you to little things. Like, I had a really quick surgery, right? They removed my gallbladder. They removed a hernia. I was in the hospital for 48 hours. They sent me home. The day I was about to leave, the nurse came in to give me a shot. And I, I literally looked at her, and I was like, what is that? And she was like, oh, it's heparin. Heparin is a blood thinner so that you don't clot. They give it to patients who are in the hospital for long periods of time because you're laying down. Mm. I had only been there a day. And they had given it to me the day before intravenously. So I already had a dose of it mm. once. She wanted to shoot it into my stomach with that needle. And I told her no. I said, absolutely not. And she was like, well, it's, it's you know, to make sure that you don't, your blood doesn't clot. And I was like, honey, I'm 27 years old. I'm fairly active. And I'm only going to be here. lay down for a day and a half. I'm, and I'm fucking... only going to be here for another hour. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm going home. And I've been getting up and walking. I was like, you're not putting that in my stomach. And she kind of just looked at me and I was like, no. And she goes, well, then you got to get up and walk. I was like, I'll walk anywhere you want. And I got my ass up and I walked literally the whole length Yo, of the hospital what? floor. Either take this needle or walk. Pick one. That's right. Mind you, like I just had two things done to my abdomen in surgery. So my stomach was swollen. My belly button looked like the size of a moon crater. And you want to stick a needle in my abdomen when I already have a, a fucking, I had a, a, a line through my arm. I'm like, you're not going to put it in there? She's like, no. I'm like, you're not sticking me with that needle. I don't give a fuck what it is. It could be the elixir of goddamn life. It's not happening. <laughs> and she just, you know, but it was like funny the way she looked at me. And I was like, yeah, I know how the body works. I know how blood works. I know that you're worried about blood clots. I'll walk anywhere you want me to. She goes, okay, we're going to have to get up now. Like, then she got mad. She's like, I'm going to have to put a note in your chart that you didn't want to. I said, I'll sign whatever you want me to sign. She's like, how dare you? You're going to make me do some work? Right. This, is, this is crazy talk. <laughs> I ain't come here to work, my nigga. Take this medicine like, and shut the fuck up. And I got up and waddled my ass all over that hospital. But, like, yo, the body is designed to heal itself. Yeah. And I, I constantly tell people that because our society is so quick to throw medicine at everything, bro. Yeah, it's everything. got money to make, baby. You can't be out here healing yourself. Fuck like, you mean? <laughs> like, you know, like, it's important to note that when I had this very minor surgery, like, I was in really good health. Like, I've never been unhealthy. So all the extra shit, I didn't need. And I knew my body didn't need it. Like, I knew I was fine. But if I didn't have, like, the sense to tell her that, she yeah. was going to stick a needle in my abdomen and give me even <laughs> more pain right. than I already had. And they don't tell what the side effects would have been either. Right. Yeah, because if you, if you give somebody too much heparin, then you can cause them to now form a... Uh, their blood gets too thin, so now they're gonna they're gonna have uh, bruises, yep. and it can cause other issues. Talk about a faint blood pressure too long. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I don't need that. My blood pressure's fine. You guys have taken it 400 times in two days. I'm I'm good. Listen, this 120 over 80 still happening. Get the fuck away from me, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> but again, like it's scary because not everybody is able to educate themselves on that, right? Like, if you don't no, work yeah. in the field, you don't know shit like that. If right. you're not a doctor, if you're not a medical personnel. You don't know to question anything. You think what a doctor knows is best. Right. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't. 
And that's why a lot of people are just afraid of hospitals or any kind of anything regarding the medical field. Absolutely. Because um, there's a lot of people just aren't aware of the stuff. Like, especially when it comes to like insurance too. Like that's a whole nother topic. Um, but yeah, you know, I've worked with that too. So I know. Right. But it's, <laughs> you know, it's one of the reasons why people try to avoid certain things and they try to just, you know, do everything at home. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes you really need to go to a freaking hospital. Yeah. Absolutely. It's scary. It's scary because you don't, you know what, when you're not informed, and something's happening in your body, you are at the mercy of people who you're hoping are informed for you. And sometimes medical work is guesswork. They look at your symptoms and they go, we think you have this. We're going to test to see. But if nothing comes up, they're going to treat what they think they can find. And, you know, all different things can give you the same exact symptoms. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like a brain disorder can cause the same thing as a heart disorder sometimes. It really just depends. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they're just like blindly throwing darts at a board. Yeah. Man. Fun times we live in. Needle in the stomach just sounds wild. Yeah. You know, it wasn't happening, dog. I would have fought that lady dead ass. It wasn't happening. Like, I was oh. in I was in pain. Like, I had just had surgery. Like, two surgeries in my stomach. There's no way. Mm-mm. There's no... Yo, I, I just... I literally, like, looked at her. You know, I'm like, I'm mad sarcastic. And I just kind of giggled, like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> no. Oops. No, she was probably like, not. She was probably like, listen, bitch, my break is at 1230. It is 1229. Take the shit. No. And that's, <laughs> that's the same thing, like... Fact. I, got, I got other shit to do other than worry about you. I, I imagine her chasing Bianca around. I'm walking, I'm walking. And she's trying <laughs> to get her with Yo, the she needle. Like, she, like, walked in, like, tapped the needle, and I was like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> no, Why are you walking on some horror movie shit, <laughs> No, though. Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> that's not happening. She's walking, tapping needle. You know what time it is. Let's <laughs> go. Let's get it cracking, my nigga. And so, of course, my mom's calling me, like, the worst patient ever. But, like, because when I was in the ER, too, like, I got into it with one of the ER nurses because they kept coming in and taking my blood pressure every two hours. And I had, I hadn't eaten in almost a day and a half. And it was like, I had been in the hospital from like 7 PM and it was like nine in the morning. And he was like, I'm coming to take your blood pressure again. And I was like, you're not wrapping that cuff around my arm one more time. I was like, I'll sign a DNR. I'll, I'll sign whatever you want, which is like, do not resuscitate. Like if I drop dead or whatever, Mm -hmm. I was like, you're not, you're not taking my blood pressure again. You messed up, man. Yo, I, I literally told him, the doctor had already come in and seen me and cleared me. He, was, he took the cuff off me himself and was like, oh, you're fine. You don't need this. It was just my gallbladder, dog. I wasn't going to drop dead. <laughs> like, my blood pressure had been fine every time they took it, even with them irritating me and taking blood and not eating and being awake for 12 hours. My blood pressure was still normal. I was like, you're not taking my fucking blood pressure again. And he's like, I really have to, though. It's protocol. And I was like, I don't care. Give me, give me something to sign that says I don't want you to. Give me something to sign. Yo, I just wanted to sleep. <laughs> I was so tired. Person, I am. I really am. But like, what I needed was to sleep, not for you to take my blood pressure, which was fine again. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> a couple things we've established. Here, um, here we go. Medical field's trash. Drag me. Let's, let's hear it. Bianca's a trash patient, apparently. All right. And, you know. She out here fighting nurses from from her hospital bed. Listen, square up. She told that bitch square up. You not touch me with that needle, my she nigga. Threw, she threw her piss pan at him. Probably threw the cat. No, yeah, <laughs> threw the bed pan. Just had it right upside the head, like someone called the Vince back in the day. Just... <laughs> Get away from me. I love how they went from E. coli to like disgruntled nurses. Yeah. To there's Stone a, Cold Steve there's Austin. A, there's That's a connection right. there somewhere. It's all in a day's work, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, B. What were you about to say about relationships before? Um, I want to talk about Alexa. Do y'all have Alexa? Do, they, do any of you have Alexa? I, have I do Google. not. I do not have Wiretap. 
So you know, I do not have a I mean, we, that we have. We have. Uh, you got an iPhone or? I have a. I have an Android. Don't make an fun Android. of me. Oh come on, Frank. Oh green text ass motherfucker. We'll forgive you. Um, we have iPhone, so Siri. We have Siri. Same Siri's shit. listening anyway, but. Yeah. I have Google. So Alexa is one of those digital assistants. Yep. And an article came out in the New York Post that says that soon she will be able to tell when your relationship is on the rocks. The devices, <laughs> the devices will listen in on conversations and arguments to work out how couples are getting along. And by 2021, they will be using artificial intelligence to predict the chances of them staying together to within 75% accuracy, it's claimed. If arguments break out, the voice-controlled speakers will also suggest ways of settling them. You know how I was fucking saying, is she gonna pissed? Give you a relationship Listen, advice? you know how fucking pissed I'm gonna be if I'm arguing with somebody and Alexa chimes in like, "Bianca, I think that you should really lower the tone of your voice." That's right. That's right. Bro, I'm smashing well, that I mean, shit with a hammer. I mean, if you're talking too loud, which you usually do sometimes, I mean, Alexa might be right. No. I'm smashing that shit. Alexa, with a man, come here, sit. Both of you, come here, sit down. It's, this ain't gonna work out. <laughs> I bet it's gonna not gonna work out. So why don't we just figure something else out? I bet right Frankie wish they had Alexa at his job. <laughs> They might need it. They might need it, my nigga. It's, it's real in the field over there. They might need it. Nigga, I could have used Alexa with my first relationship. I'm not going to lie. Listen, I know I'm way too fucking stubborn to believe anybody, let alone a fucking... Let alone a little... A digital assistant. Dog, yeah. I watch iRobot. Niggas is not getting the drop on me. I will, I will literally break every digital device in my home. It's not happening. Damn, I, I'm not. I'm you, not with Alexa, the shit at all. Sit, sit you down. I Yo, have a, so Alexa's gonna say, "I got a, I got a tough conversation for y'all to have." You niggas don't belong together. It's over. <laughs> yeah, you, they gonna say like, when? She gonna say it's over right so now. So Alexa's trying to take over a psychologist's job. That's now. a fact. A little bit, yo. <laughs> what you going to school for, B? I might. I know, right? I might. I might ask my clients to put Alexa in their you home, know, and just, then we can bring it just, in and discuss. Just go to school to become Alexa. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> they told me working in the medical field meant job security. I, they might have lied, yo. Wrong. Can you just imagine coming home like, and you're just like, let's say your, your husband or your spouse is, has been home all day or something, and you're like, Alexa, play me the last three hours. Like, can you imagine? Damn. I've been watching Black Mirror. Oh, okay. Oh, here I've been watching back. Black Mirror. Back. There's an episode like that. Which one? Which one are you talking uh, about? It's called The History of You or something like that. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember that one. Where you're like, this guy started off at a job interview and like he wasn't sure if he, if how they were feeling. So it started off something as minor and little as that. And he's yep, yep. harping on it. And then he like finds out his wife is cheating or some shit. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Did you hear about the new season though? No. There's no. going to be an interactive episode where you can kind of do like oh, choose your own adventure kind of thing. Oh, shit. Um, so I think it's coming back in. I, I think this month. Soon, yeah. Really? I just seen the. I just seen an article. Yeah. I, I haven't watched every episode yet, so. Well, yeah, Netflix oh. just put out the list of the movies and shows that are coming out mm. for the month of December. It, it's it's a short. It's only like nineteen episodes, but even though there's like five seasons. Oh, they just do like five a pop, five four pop. Like yeah, okay. there, there's like maybe five. The or first six. two are only like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last two, I think, are six. I think that's what it was. I've only seen it in passing, but you know. It's dope. I mean, it's like a Twilight Zone. Everything has its own different yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. message or concept or whatever. But I like it. it I, I get like sucked into it. But yeah, so that would be wild if Alexa is <laughs> like, yo, well, here's what happened in the last three hours. Didn't she witness a murder recently? Yeah. Let's talk about and, it because um, I don't know anything about this they, story. They were, tr- they were trying to, and when I added this to the list, it was like three weeks ago. So I don't remember the whole fucking story. Alexa, the police, end the story. But... <laughs> The, Don't cops, the, the cops were trying to get a warrant to check Alexa to see, I guess, the hair of a crime was murdered. Yeah. 
There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. It's been a long day, guys. <laughs> to hear Whoa. a crime that was committed. Um, how do y'all feel about that? That again, again. I watched iRobot. I saw what they did. I'm good. I'm but putting if, these things if in my They're home. just listening. If someone is murdered in their own kitchen, if you're murdered in your own kitchen and the only way to solve your murder was to access your Amazon Alexa. Okay, but what if I want to peacefully murder somebody in my kitchen? Well, it's not going to happen. Need, I don't need what Alexa happened, my nigga. listening to me. Alexa is the I police. I forgot you're a Spanish woman. That's it. <laughs> Come on, guys. They're, you throw I knives. You guys know, I want the audience to know that they are all nodding at me it's right true. now. It's true. It's true. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just very, like, you don't, it's very invasive. I don't think you need Alexa if you want to mur- murder somebody <laughs> in your kitchen. I think you need Annalise Keating. Like that's this is also true. Possible, it's possible. Although we know she's killed more people than <laughs> half the serial murderers. In she's the country. actually never killed anybody though. Yo, that Yo, show getting been... my goddamn nerves. Yo, do you guys watch? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. She's I, actually, I just... as far as I know, she's actually never killed anybody physically. Can we just talk about the new character though? Listen, did you watch? <sighs> did you watch this, the the mid season finale? Yes. They about to have hearts in their eyes. E, I'll turn off both our mics and let them talk. Oh, well, they gonna talk. They gonna talk about their life skin. I'm going to the bathroom. Y'all, he's just y'all have that. So gorgeous. <laughs> I love him. That. I need to look him up online so I can follow him and tell him I love him on Twitter. Yes, my love for him burns with the intensity of a thousand suns. Do you watch nine one one? I started, but <sighs> the I fine firefighter. I started and like, do you know he's English? They're all English. They aren't they always? I wrote yeah. to him and told him I loved him on Twitter too. <laughs> I'm talking about Buck from nine one one. If anybody watches the show, I love him. The whole birthmark thing over the eyes just really does it for me i've been watching the hand handmaid's tales i heard that's really good it's, i'm obsessed my sister's been telling me to watch it for quite some time and i started watching it and i was like oh i'm in like i'm i think season three's coming soon and i'm still on season one so i've got to catch up Is there a hot guy in that or something no, no. it's a lot of white people <laughs> um <laughs> you think i'm that shallow just wondering i mean the, the first two shows are about hot guys on them so uh, well okay well. the only thing i can think of that has hot guys <laughs> since we since we you know had to come here well, that's how guys in it. Do mm. you mean other than nine one one? Because the other firefighter is pretty fine too. Hmm. I can't even think of anything right now. I, I don't really watch anything with really attractive men because then I get distracted. Yeah. Really. You yeah. Do. Like when Idris Elba was on The Office, I was just like, I'm not even here for the jokes. I love that man. I'm not here for the jokes. Was it like me watching the new Ninja Turtles with uh, what's her name? The fellas are fine as. Fucking eyes. I don't know. You, you gotta at least know her name. Uh, I don't. I don't care. Right? She's a pretty girl. I don't know. Cause even watching Quantico, I love Priyanka Chopra. I'm like obsessed with her, and I, the only reason I finished watching that show is because I love her. I just think she's like a perfect human. <laughs> and speaking <laughs> and speaking Eric, of her, sorry, no, sorry, I need to just, fuck Nick I just Jonas. Need to, I just uh, need to know this. Heard name. you talk about Priyanka Chopra? Fuck Nick Jonas. What the hell is this chick from Transformers and Ninja Turtles? What the hell's her name? I just April. Megan Fox. Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Shane is bad as Priyanka, though. Fuck Nick Jonas. When was, the, when was the last time you said Megan Fox? I don't know. Yeah, right? but <laughs> I didn't know she was still a thing. I just I got over how bad the Ninja Turtles was because she was in it. Um, eh, I guess it wasn't that bad. Speaking Sorry, of, to Priyanka. <laughs> speaking of Priyanka and Nick, they got married today. Fuck them. In India. I still can't believe that he bagged Priyanka Chopra. Off a DM. Fuck Nick Jonas. Yes, their love story is so cool. So I like literally read, like it, it's like 14 pages long on Vogue. So they met... 
very randomly like um at an event and then they didn't see each other for a whole year after that and then he dm'd her and she wrote back and she was like you know my people can see this here's my number they text for another year and then that's when they ended up at the met ball together by just complete accident and she had to leave and he asked her to have a drink with him so she asked her people for five minutes she had a drink with him she left and he was like sitting on the floor completely drunk and stunned by her um joe jonas is engaged to Sophie Turner, who is from um, Game of Thrones. And I guess they were both there with him, and they uh, they told Vogue, they just remember laughing at this drunk, smitten boy sitting on the floor, just completely in love with her already. So then... Um, they finally meet up for a date. She invites him over to her New York home. Her mom's there in her like bathrobe watching TV on the couch when they come in. <laughs> he leaves, doesn't even kiss her or anything. I think he said he just shook her hand and like said goodnight. So like very PC. She says too PC for her liking. They could have at least kissed, but he was trying to be very respectful of, you know, their culture, her mother, everything. And um, then they started dating. And she's like completely in love with him. He's completely in love with her. Um, they travel all over the world together. They're doing like a big, because he's very Christian. She's obviously, um, I forget what her religion is. She's she, from India. She's probably Buddhist. I want to say, yeah, she is. Cause she is from India. I forget. It, it may be uh, that she's Buddhist, but so they're doing a very traditional, um, religious wedding for her. And then a separate ceremony. That's going to be more Christian based for him, both in India, but they are officially married. Um, she's 10 years older than him. And they just like are the most beautiful couple because Nick Jonas is no, hello, not. gorgeous. No, not. Fuck no, and not. Fuck she's like dropped dead gorgeous. She like won like, um, miss world before she's yeah. just incredible. He's going to have a fire album when they get divorced. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm with you, Frankie. I'm with you. Fuck you know, him. When's the divorce? Fuck him. Fuck him. Here I am gushing about straight the wedding, the and he skipped straight to divorce. That's right. Straight I'm to all about the music sometimes. Straight to divorce. When these niggas breaking up? Fuck that nigga. I want my shot. Fuck him. Everybody's, you know, everybody's music's better when they go through heartbreak. Yeah, see Mary J. Blige. Well. Casey put her through hell and cocaine. She made fire music back in the day. I mean, shit. Look at, look at Jill Scott. Last, last year, her husband took a... All her money from her and her divorce, and now she's sucking on the microphone. Okay. I knew you were going so in the direction. It took you a minute to get there, but you got there. Yeah. yeah. So how, how's that a win? It's, it's not. It's just Evan being Evan. Win for the microphone. <laughs> um, look, at, look at Keisha Cole. You know, she started getting happy and in love and shit and started singing happy music in her whole career oh, tank. Her second album was like the best thing ever, and then something happened. The first and second album, fire. Everything after that, I think I've listened to like three songs. Booby Gibson happened after that. Shout out to him. Yeah. yeah, she was in love and wanted to sing about happy shit. Don't nobody want to hear Keisha Cole be happy. We want to hear together? you. God, no. No, no. they got divorced and she didn't make any angry music and I'm really upset about what that. What a waste of a divorce. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yo, that is, when you go through things as any kind of artist in any, in any realm, you put it into your art. You make something great. Sad makes beautiful art, unfortunately, which is why so many artists end up killing themselves because they're so fucking sad, which is terrible. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not with y'all on that sad shit. I don't, I don't need it. No, but listen, so speaking of art, um, yes. I don't know if you guys know this, but Bianca is a part of my project that I'm working on. Which I'm so excited about. It's so freaking cool. <laughs> I'm like gushing like a little kid. I'm sorry. 
Why are you staring at me like that? It was it was cool. It was a cool thing. Um, First of all, okay, so if you haven't seen Frankie's art, he's super talented. Thank you. So please follow him and check out his artwork. His photographs are amazing. So when he asked me to do this, I was like, yes. And you know, other people have asked me to take pictures for them before. I think we've discussed that, and I've always said no because I'm completely camera shy when somebody else is behind it. Nah, some of these niggas are creeps. I know some. Yeah, I know some of these retired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Some, I know some of you niggas is giving it up. <laughs> So I've always been like, absolutely try, not. Try to do a handstand. <laughs> one, f- <laughs> one foot up. Stick out your big toe. And balance this <laughs> orange. And get naked while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't fucking have clothes on. What type of shit is that? But I love the way that Frankie sees things. His photographs are amazing. And so when he asked me, I was like, Absolutely. And it was really cool. Yeah, no, but that goes back into the, you know, bringing up old shit. Where now I have a lot more inspiration for the project that I'm working on. Because everything, you know, has a, has a message or something behind it. Of course. I don't just create things because I'm bored. I, you know, a lot of it is just me channeling all my emotions and shit so I don't drink and eat my weight in cookies. Child, I understand. Yeah. But be on the lookout for that because that should be coming soon. It all depends on scheduling. I mean, scheduling is always half the battle. Yeah. Um, but I want to get it done before my next birthday. Okay. So within 2019, yeah. we should see the project drop. Definitely. I'm really excited. The, the premise of it's really cool. I can't say. I can't Are you going to have a show? Say what? You going to have a show? I want to. I want to. Right now, the, the main focus is getting all the, all the shots that I want and getting the writing done and, you know. Once that writing. happens. Oh, writing. Well, yeah, because All he right. puts whole stories into yeah. everything. It's a whole it's a whole show of right. art. It's really cool, if which you, guys you can ever, barely see anymore. Yeah, which you, if you guys ever um, saw the Box Guy story, like everything had a title, everything had a diary entry. Where where can we see that? Because I, I have not seen it. My photography Instagram is at underscore So the whole story guy. is on Instagram? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Um, that's the story. That was my first art, well, art show slash story. Um, but everything had a title, everything had a diary entry this time around. And you sold almost all the pieces from there, didn't you? I, I sold, well, I sold, I ended up selling like copies. Like people wanted like certain ones that were already sold. So I ended up giving them like, just like, you know, remakes of them. Um, but there was like three or four that did not sell overall. I think I sold like 20 or 22. It's a big deal. Yeah. Nice. That's what's up. Yeah. It was, it was a cool, it was a cool thing. I'm excited for the next project. Not just because I'm in it, but because you're super talented. Thank it's really you. cool. Did you get a close-up on a booty chin? No. No. Uh-huh. Mind this- your business, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very top secret until it comes out. Yes, yes. Because you never know. There might be reshoots or something, and we'll figure it out. But It's really cool. But yeah. Um, I'm so hungry. I'm, just, I'm not lying. I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking about my bacon cheeseburger that I'm going to get. Oh, I had a thought in my head, and I forgot it. Regular. We had a list. We had a list. Yeah, yeah. we usually just do. Like and four just... things checked off. Um, <laughs> speaking of very hot men, can we just talk about Michael oh, B. Jordan? Man, fuck Wallace. Well, this man. Is... I don't want to talk about that snitch ass nigga. Wallace has been there since 2002, and I still ain't forgave him. Right now, and he let little what was his name, baby? His little brother, baby, 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 baby. From what movie? Hardball. I don't know. I was talking about uh... the wire. You, you just he like, there was like a complete miscommunication there. Anyways, Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> I love him, and and to to everybody who also loves him, I recently found out that he does respond to fan DMs and sometimes interacts with of the women. He does. So I might I I go on uh, Christmas break officially next week. So one of my <laughs> shooting <laughs> shot. Oh yeah, from from half court, baby. <laughs> Didn't we talk um, about this on Facebook? We did. Yes. We did. Um, 
anyways, so he's got Creed 2 out, which is, I'm going to actually try to go see that this weekend at some point, maybe tomorrow um, or Monday, but um, that is not the point that I wanted to mention. It is the, the point that I wanted to mention that he actually went and saw a therapist after playing Killmonger, which I thought was really interesting. Um, one, I'm um, a fan of the fact that he even admitted this because, you know, it's still so taboo to go to therapy. Um, but anyways, he says... Fully embracing such an intense character left lasting effects on Jordan. However, as he recently admitted, it took him nearly a month in therapy to leave the character behind. It was one of those things that I didn't know what was going on, Jordan shared with the Bill Simmons podcast. I never was in a character for that long of a period of time and was, I guess, that dark, that lonely, that painful. So coming out of it, I thought, oh yeah, business as usual. I can just go back home. I'll cut my hair off and everything will be back to normal. Um, he says, I found myself kind of in the routine of being isolated and went out of my way to make sure I was by myself and didn't say too much more than the usual. Once I got finished wrapping the movie, it took me some time to talk through how I was feeling and why I was feeling so sad and like a little bit depressed. Um, he detailed that by receiving professional help, sorting through his emotions, he finally began feeling like himself again, allowing himself to feel present with those closest to him. Um, not just being in the room, but being present and engaging and just talking things out that I never really kind of talked through. He says, I was just doing what I felt was right. Whatever got me emotionally to the place I needed to be, that's what I did. So I like the fact that he was able to be vulnerable about that. I think, you know, that movie had so many emotions involved for so many people, even though it was, you know, quote unquote, just supposed to be a superhero movie. Um, but it was a big deal for everybody. He had that, re like, Playing Killmonger, I mean Killmonger's character was pretty deep. Like just yeah. you know, like his motive and everything that he was about. Like, I, mean, I you know he. I guess you could say like he really wasn't even a villain. You, you think he played like Huey P. Newton though? <laughs> like the way he, he played Huey Bobby. Like <laughs> the way, like damn, you felt like that. All right, I mean, I guess. Guess I won't judge. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's just I'm glad lot. he was able to talk through his shit, though. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, right, no, right. I was done. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm glad he, he was able to talk through whatever he was feeling. And he felt open enough to talk about it on Bill, Bill Simmons' podcast. Just trying to figure out how he got shot by his best friends in season one of The Wire. He didn't go to therapy for that, but he went to therapy for that. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand, my name. I think you know he was so much younger back then too. Um, and I think this character in this moment, I think it's also the timing of it. It's, it's right. 2018, all the things that are coming up for black men in America, not that they never have, but you know, there's just a lot happening for us all. And I think that combined with what the movie and what his character really meant, I, I could see it, you know, uh, especially as we age, we, we get older, we see things differently. We see the world differently and he's early 30s right did he just turn 30 he's a year younger than i am okay yeah so he's 31. you know early 30s and that the late 20s to early 30s for us it, it's a it's a big transition period a lot of the things that we see in life start to change us um a lot of people go through mental health struggles during that that period of time for that reason so i can definitely see it i just i'm just glad he was able to talk to it and he felt comfortable enough to admit it like it's not a taboo thing Absolutely. you know you know how black folks are Tell me you going to therapy. Why don't you just go to church? Pray it away. Why don't you just go pray? Yeah. And it's G baby. G baby died in hardball. He ain't need therapy for that either. Okay. okay. I'm with you. I just you just really want to talk about hardball. Do you have anything else to say about it? <laughs> anything else about it? Was it like a cinematic triumph for you? You're just missing the point. Yeah, over your balding head. Lil Zane, Lil Wayne, mm -hmm. Sammy. And Sammy. Mm -hmm. All on a track together. Yep. There was one more low in there, wasn't there? Jesus Probably. Christ. I'm done with you though. Speaking of Jesus Christ, let's talk about Hovis Christ. 
Oh, the Meek Mill album, Championships, came out Thursday night, Friday morning on streaming services. Did you listen to the album yet, Ev? Yes, I did. Did you listen to the album? I did listen to the album. I'm not the biggest Meek fan. It's not because I don't think he's talented, um, but but it's just because I'm very, very picky with music. And like, I love hip hop, but at the same time, I'm still selective with stuff. We had talked about a little bit off mic about, um, you know, hip hop and shit. Yeah. And he ruined Undertaker's entrance music, so. Oh, did he have? Oh, my God. That, that fucking response. I'm to not Drake. a wrestling fan, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, it was just a bad song. I'm a moderate Meek fan. I, I like a, a good amount of what he does. I'm not a fan of everything. I but... just don't like him yelling at me. I don't, even, I don't even mind that he, that he yells. He I makes yelling to, ass music. Like, I, first thing I listen to Bianca yell at me, then I gotta listen to Meek. Stop being so fucking like, when stupid. When does it stop? <laughs> when you stop being stupid. Um, Didn't but, we talk about the fact that you couldn't hear your father earlier? Right. Is, is that what my yelling reminds started you of? started with my father what yelling with your at father? me. Yes. Do we need to talk about this? Do we need to break up my childhood now? Because I just I just use a therapy skill. So you want Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> so my middle I, name uh, is Michael. Oh God! Sorry. Are you done? <laughs> I'm finished. I'm turning my mic off again. God Mike, bless. it's short for Michael. <laughs> He's so stupid. What? He's not even drunk. Oh my Go God! Go ahead, buddy. Anyway, any fucking way. Um, I like the album. I think it's solid. But of course, as soon as I seen it, that it dropped, I woke up at eight o'clock in the morning because I was sick and I couldn't sleep any longer. And the first thing I, th- I saw was that there was Hove on the album, and you know, me and Jay Z, I gotta listen. He could make a fucking nursery rhyme. I'm gonna listen. So at eight o'clock in the morning, I was sitting up in my bed with my bonnet still on, listening to rapidy raps. And e- Meek, right. Meek is very loud, so it's That's very right. loud in my bedroom at That's eight a.m. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, What's Free is the first song that I listened to, and it has um, a feature from Ricky Rose and, yes. and from Hove. He'll, he'll sound like that. <laughs> Rose, my mic was off, my bad. No, it's a little <laughs> bit deeper than that. You gotta. Rose. No. You don't, you don't got enough bass. That's all no. right, my nigga. Don't worry about that. Rose. No. No. Like, we only bust with bass on our voice. No. That's all right, my Stop nigga. That. Made back this, my friend, so. Okay. <laughs> I'm just keep chewing popcorn in the mic to you. Shout out. <laughs> I'm just going to daydream about my cheeseburger. Um, so, Hope killed the, the, uh, the feature. He makes a comment about Kanye. Everybody starts to discuss whether or not it's a shot at Kanye. I don't think a lot of people had enough history lesson in them to understand what he was, what he was saying about Michael Jackson and Prince. And so, I think that they didn't understand that he was saying, don't don't split us up. Don't pit us against each other because of our differences, just because we're black men, because you don't do that to anybody else. And I think people missed that entirely and made the whole verse about him taking shots at Kanye, which I think he tweeted. So Jay-Z tweeted and said, you know, this is what the line really meant because I guess, you know, he does be on Twitter twatching us all. He does. Tweets is watching. <laughs> and him and B do it. Um, but so I think he wanted to clarify just to, to make us all aware. But I do think it's, it's interesting because he says he makes the comment about the red hat. He makes the comment about Trump, you know, uh, where's your boss with the, the hair piece. The hair piece. Um, but then in between that, he says, you know, my house is bigger than yours. My spouse is better than yours. And so there is that underlying, like, are you shooting at Kim? And, and I get why people thought that. I, I, get, I get that piece more than them missing the whole Michael and Prince thing. See, I, when I listened, I thought he moved on from that. I thought that, that Kanye bar was a two-liner about Kanye. 
about not putting them against each other. And then I thought he moved on from there and just was rapping, just talking his shit. That's sure. how I took it. But and that's really what you he never was know. Doing. You never know what subliminal no, shots they may be throwing that they don't want to tell people. If you think that nigga was just rapping for two and a half minutes, you're bugging. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they stunt all the time. They, no, no, rappers stunt no, 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 all no. the time. He went talk from about being three fifths of a man to gentrification to shitting on the president. I know. To being independent to talking about the streaming world, talking about record labels. It was a lot more than just rapping. Right. Right, but I'm saying I don't necessarily think every shot, like every little diss, every little shot was about Kanye. Oh. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You said just rapping. Use your words better. But I could see how people put the two together. <sighs> you said just rapping. I listen. Better than you do. You said just rapping. Let's pull up the lyrics, shall we? The same, bro. I'm just, I, can only, I can only take in what you give us. You know what I'm saying? Eric be so fed up with us. Turn your mic off. Turn it off. I just want, just want you to listen, nigga. Use your words better. That's all. All right. So, Jay-Z says... Where the fuck? This song's long as shit. It's <laughs> a like, six-minute like, record, nigga. Yeah, Jay-Z don't start rapping at like three and a half. Like, right. and a half I, just, in, I just scrolled through like a hundred fucking thousand words. Okay. Um, in the land of the free with the blacks enslaved, three-fifths of a man, I believe is the phrase. I'm 50% of Duce and it's debt-free. 100% of Ace of Spades, worth half a B. I like the worth, worth half a B part. Yeah, he was talking mad shit. Um, Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece. 100% of title to bust it up with my Gs. Since most of my niggas won't ever work together. I think that was about Drake. Yep. Um, you run a checkup, but they never give you leverage. leverage. No red hat, don't Michael and Prince me and yay. They separate you when you got Michael and Prince's DNA. Um, and then he says, I ain't one of these house niggas you bought. My house like a resort, my house bigger than yours, my spouse. Come on, man. Well, do, you all, do you think that, uh, See, that, I, that line could have also been towards Trump? Which I, one? I think, okay. I, think, I think that part of it was. I, like, I think it's towards just white people, white people in the office, in any office, white people in the execs of music music execs stuff like that i don't i don't think i thought he moved on from kanye from there what i want to go back to you frankie for one second which line are you talking about about the the spouse in the house it could be yeah because when i first saw the the lyric I, I saw the lyric before i heard the track and i was like i was like well maybe he is talking about kim or whatever because they didn't go to their wedding we've we've known that they had a little bit of a you know weird history over the past couple of years mm. um you know that's just kanye and everybody though because my thing is like why would he say don't put me and kanye against each other and then f- immediately follow up the with dissing kanye yeah. that's what it's like what so that's why I thought he moved on from there. Don't put yeah, me, me and him against each no, other. No, I agree Moving with you. Moving on to you that are putting me and him against each other. I'm talking about you. I agree with you because I understood the context of what was, he was, was saying about... Was that using my words better, Eric? You okay. got it, buddy. That's what I need, baby. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stand you. I understood the context of the Michael and Prince comment, but if you didn't, if you didn't know what he was saying there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Him moving on immediately to, I ain't one of these house niggas you bought... My house, my house is a resort. My spouse is better than yours. If you don't understand that comment, of course you think he's talking. You know what I mean? That's like, why when, when y'all put it in the group chat, I didn't really have a comment. I'm like, I got to go back and listen. I was half asleep. There was a lot going on there. I'll have my opinion after I listen eight more times. Even still, <laughs> even though he's saying it's not a shot, it's still, it's still kind of a shot because we know Ye supports Trump. And he's shooting at Trump in this, in this verse. Mm-hmm. So in effect, he is shooting at yay believing in trump and in the comment about house niggas that's kind of yay you support trump 
So it's even if he does not I, not I, meaning it directly, like yeah, don't separate yeah, me. That's it. still my brother, whatever. Even though we believe different things, he's still going in on what he believes in. Right. I think Jay Z is a very smart man, and he may not that may not have been the you know the intention. But at the same time, he was like, I'm going to just leave it in here because if it applies to anybody, then they need, they need to hear it. Yeah. You know, I yeah. feel like that's, that's part yeah. of his mentality when it comes to these, you know, um, like controversial lyrics. And that's where I was thinking more of the white music execs and them is where, where, where it could be a triple entendre. He right. could be talking be, to everyone. Could people, yeah. Yeah. Don't even ask him how. In Austin, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. one other thing on this record that I want to mention, and it's kind of just happenstance that you were here today, but... In Ross's verse, he uses the F word. And when I heard it, I my bone again, it was 8 a.m. I had like one eye open. Yeah, yeah. But I cringed because we have I feel like rap has gotten so far away from that because it used to be a very popular thing. Right. Before we learned that it was not proper, before we learned that it was not politically correct, before we you know what I mean? Before we knew it was inappropriate, really, like it was it was very popular in rap, and I feel like we had graduated so much from that. And I really like Ross as a rapper. I always enjoy his music. He makes me feel incredibly poor whenever he gets on a track, and I enjoy that. <laughs> his last album, I thought, was phenomenal. Well, you're bringing me talking that talk. Um, but I'm I'm just I feel like he should he should not even yeah. I feel like he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but he didn't need it. For the, for the verse either. No, no. I uh, think it takes no, away he from what he was saying. Well, yeah. he was saying, like, because he, he basically was going at Takashi, right? 6 9 That's mm-hmm. what I got from it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought the same like, thing. Like, first of all, how fuck, this shit just happened like five days ago. When oh, the yeah. fuck did he end his verse? That, that he, didn't put that, that, didn't put that <laughs> verse in Tuesday he, night, nigga. He recorded that Tuesday verse night. right before That's the album dropped. First of all, that shit was but, over the phone. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, like. He was like, hold on, I'm texting this to you right now. And then he, like, you talk about. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. Masculinity. He related it to purple hair, so basically, kind of like purple is a gay color, exactly. or something like that. And I used to have purple hair in high school, so I'm offended. <laughs> Very. And then, and then you bring it back to Jay Z rapping about Prince who. Was, was her, very all purple, purple, the purple, very effeminate, right? It's just the prince, that, had, it was the just, prince had all the girls. So it was just weird. It, it wasn't all, all five foot three of them. It, what w- the it fuck? wasn't needed. So he said, because you have purple hair, they're gonna be at your head. Yeah, I, like I said, the, how he ended uh, the verse, he didn't need to. I don't know. Like I said, you never know why somebody puts emphasis on something it, like they do. But it was like the last word he said on the record, yeah, like one of the yeah, last, yeah, like yeah. last two of the words. That was one of them. Let me scroll up in this laundry list of lyrics here to his. <laughs> <laughs> so where is it? Uh, okay, it's literally the last line. Yeah, so he yeah. says, "Screaming gang, gang! Now you want a rat? Racketeering charges caught him on a tap. Looking for a bond? Lawyers want a tax? Pur- purple hair got them." Mm-hmm. F word on your back. I'm not even going to say it. But so, um, you know, I just, I think it took away, it, it just, it, it was unnecessary. And I'm surprised that they both agreed to put it on the record. I really am. Well, that goes into, you know, it's his, well, hey, Meek's on his label. So he really don't got much say if Ross going to leave something on the record or not. Yeah. 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 I could see that. There's, but there's also that whole argument of people that allow their friends to be trash sometimes. And we don't like to have those conversations because we, you know, people are stubborn and it's just nobody likes to be that one to address certain things. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that's that happens a lot in hip hop. You know, we we thought we were you know we graduated from that word. I really thought we had like because yeah. you know most mainstream hip hop music that word does not appear anymore to my knowledge. Yeah, but no, and hasn't. In, no, not in, the bigger artists. You, you usually you. I don't think I've heard that yeah. regularly in a record probably since like the early two thousands. Yeah, I say I think J Cole didn't J Cole start off born center with a whole bunch of f words. I could be wrong. Born center, born center. Did he? Uh, I could no. be wrong. Born center's intro is a sample of a. I want to say a Biggie or a J record, so oh. I don't remember. You could be right. I can't remember what's that. Maybe yeah. yeah. But I, there's just little, you know, little things like that. Just always like we talk about it when it comes to hip hop, but I don't. Course. I don't think people really, really care to do like the research or do the growth when it comes to that because there's just certain things. It's like you should be a little bit more creative. You should be like, especially because these are talented rappers, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a- like absolutely. And that's what I said. Like when I think of that his whole verse, I just think using that word now takes away from everything you said. And I'm sure there, there are people who listen to it and glazed over it. You know, I've seen some tweets where people were like, oh, um, Ricky's dropping F-words on a track. I can't wait to hear his next album. And it's like, why? Because he's being, you know, um, offensive. And, yeah. and not offensive in a good way. I like my rappers a little offensive. I like them to curse yeah, and be I, a little raw. That, that I don't was... like them to be... Um, Offensive in that manner. That's not what I'm looking for in music but, in 2018. And, and that's my other thing, though. Can you pick and choose the offensiveness you, you like? I think you absolutely don't can. Like, I think uh, you absolutely can. I think I think I think to an extent you can. There's certain things because when you know the history behind words and how people use them now, whether your intention or you know was to was to be homophobic or offensive <laughs> or whatever, yeah. like yeah, yeah, people yeah. people still use that term yep. to describe you know gay men and whatever. So it's never going to be a term of endearment. It's never going to be one of those things that we embrace as a com- as a community. Even though some people still say it to this day, right? It doesn't make it okay. Like the majority, and even some gay men, to my understanding, call each other that. Yeah, right. But- and even that's like not okay with me. Like nobody, I, if if someone ever calls me that, we're fighting. Like it's going to be an issue. But I <laughs> understandably still, so, right? But I'm still around a bunch of straight men that will say it, not to me. You know, they'll just be talking about somebody else, and I still right. ha- I still have to check them. I'm like, no matter what your intention is, yeah, you should be yeah. you should be growing up. You should be learning that that this isn't okay anymore because there are people that are physically abused behind these kind of words, yeah. right? And people, yeah. you know, people like like we talked about earlier, depending on how you grow up and whatever household you're in, whether it be your older brother, your cousins, people are still going to use that as an insult, and, st- and it's always going to hurt. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just think it takes away from him as a rapper. I don't think that was necessary. I, don't, I just don't think he should have done it. I just don't think so. And, and, and I'm fine with violent rap. I'm fine with um, argumentative rap. I'm fine with Cocaine rapidy raps. I'm fine with all that offensive shit. I'm a big I fan really of the drug talk. Big yeah. fan of the drug right, talk. You know really why? Because a lot of it is, you know, we at least because we know certain things, you know, with when it when it comes to hip hop, a lot yeah. of it is storytelling. Absolutely. You know, a lot of the stuff is what's happening in their neighborhoods or you know, within their families, their friends. Right. So we get that. Yeah, it may be offensive to people that don't live that lifestyle openly, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but that's just what it is for some of us. Right. And and I just think again. There was no need for it. And no, I, no. There was no need for it. <laughs> and I, I just think, like, you know, people, when I saw people reacting to the record and the way that they reacted to seeing him or hearing him say that, I was like, damn, like, y'all are not. And, and I, again, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Rose. I like That's his music. He's Maybach music. All I can remember being in my car and cruising down the street and hearing that for the first time. Like, I'm a fan. Um, he's made a lot of music I've lived my life to, but I just, 
and he's too old. You know, you're too old for that shit. You're not one of these up and coming young rappers who's trying to like make a name for himself. You've and, been in the game a long time. And I mean, he you just didn't need to do that shit. He had that bar a few years ago that he caught fire for when he said, "I put a Molly in a drink, she ain't even know it." Yeah. And it's like he lost. He lost. Uh, he, he lost a re- little Reebok deal off of that. Yeah. Lost a little, lost a little cash uh, off that. Yeah, My biggest did. problem with Ross is he don't stay on fucking topic. Oh yeah, his his, <laughs> his first song got nothing to do with the fucking no. racket. He just went up there and rapped for two minutes and was like, "Well, here, here, guys, here's what you get." Everybody like, else is talking about like has a really concise topic they're speaking yeah. of. Here go Ross talking about food and bricks. Yeah, <sighs> I feel like he's more of a presence on a track for some people. You know, yeah. people don't always listen to him for the straight up lyrics. And he went first too, so I'm listening to the record. I was like, "All right, I hear me, I hear hold." I was like, what, what happened? What happened to Rick? What happened to Ricky? He just don't want to stay on top. He was like, fuck it, nigga. I got things to say. But he went first. So it was uh-huh. like, you didn't really know where it was really going to go yet. So I think that's, that was... No, no, that's why he went he first. he followed up. If he went last, like, I'd be like, no, nigga. No, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Yeah. What are you doing? But, the, yeah, no. the album overall, I really like. Um, I think it's a little long. 19, ra- 19 tracks. Could you, could you pick your best 12 or 13 something? Right. <laughs> you know, Please. We talk about this all the time. Please? <laughs> 19's a lot, my nigga. I know you're just coming back. You're trying to give niggas what they need, but uh, I like to say he used samples from like not old. But oh, like, the Mob Deep sample. Mob it Deep. really spoke it to my heart. Well, uh, Beyonce, me, myself, Mob and Deep I. sampled something else too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah because is, at the beginning, that's the real sample of the song for both of them. Yeah. So he ain't making no, he ain't making no money off of that. Everybody else <laughs> making money off of that. Mob Deep, Dead Presidents, Me, Myself, and I. Yep. Uh, Phil Collins. Phil Collins yep. for the beginning, which yeah. has been sampled a yep. thousand times. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and it's always been in, in, in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like that, that and then song. what's beef? What's beef? Uh, the Biggie record. So I don't yeah. know how much money he really gonna make off this after them samples cleared because it's a lot of samples. It's a lot of it's a lot of samples of samples. Tor- um, touring though, man. Yeah, you gonna get speaking, his ass on the road. Speaking of offensive things on the album, though, I have mm. to talk about one more thing, which is the Up, Uptown Vibe song. Now, oh yeah, 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 that's a song that has Fab on it. Yep. And we have discussed Fab up and down. Yes. On this I podcast. only listened to that song once, so I don't know where this one's going. Um, I'm just talking about him being on the album in general um, because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I love the song. It's got a real like Spanish vibe to it, and I love that Spanish music has become so. I think that's why I haven't listened more than once. Listen, I know I get yeah. it. I love that Spanish music is becoming like really mainstream lately. Um, obviously for obvious <laughs> biased reasons, I really enjoy it. Um, and I like Fab's verse on it. I think it's great, but I have real moral issues with Fab as just a person. So every time I listen to this song, which I really enjoy, I just cannot stop thinking about the fact that he knocked a woman's teeth out. It's the same, it's the same yeah. kind of thing I experienced yeah. after what happened between Chris Brown and Rihanna. Yeah. And there are certain things you always separate, especially yeah. when it comes to, um, like, our, or stuff that's, yeah. you know, close to home. And, you know, yeah. that's the reason why R. Kelly is still a household name for some people. Yeah. Unbelievable you know? to me. And I mean, we, R. Kelly we, drops heat. What do you want me to say? Right. And we, you know, we, I mean, it's going to be fire no more. Y'all niggas be lying yo, to R. Kelly. Do I don't be, understand, though. my yo, nigga. His, al- his albums be R. It, it be you it and be the old ass though. aunties. That's it, my nigga. I, I, right. I'm not going to go to any more R. Kelly concerts. That's where I'm going to kind of like. Why not? That's your man's? Yeah, but. Give him some money. Nah, nah, nah. And that's that's but that's and part that's of the conversation. It's like, it's like you. Absolutely. I still enjoy the art, but I'm se- so. I feel like once you're paying to go see them live in person, I feel like that's when it's starting to maybe cross the line. There's certain things, you know, okay. especially with Kanye. Like yeah. Kanye is one of the biggest. When we when we talk about um, hip hop and controversy and stuff, that it's like it's hard for us to even 
listen to. Like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and that, one of the best, right? Of all yeah, time. and I remember, Just, yeah. I remember interviews with Kanye saying like, you know. He, how much he was in support of the LGBT community back when I think College Dropout was out. Yep. And um, he was one of the first people to actually address it on like his, on a main platform. I think he did an interview with Sway. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember thinking like, damn, not only do I love this man's music, he's a great person because he's speaking for people like me or whatever. And right. then for him to go from that to, you know, to the complete opposite. To by... supporting a man who would, you know, take away all of your rights as a right, gay man. Right, right. <laughs> like... You know... Yeah, it's and, a stark contrast. And it's yeah. hard. It's hard. Like, for me personally, like, I'm able to separate sometimes, but even when I'm listening to the old stuff, it's just like, damn. Like, you can't help but think about it, right? Right, because I had this connection. You know, I had yeah. this personal feeling. I was like, damn, not only is he talented as fuck, he's a great person because he's standing up for me, you know, and he's using his platform as a black, straight man, yeah. you know, to, to speak in support of the LGBT community. Right, in a time where that was very taboo. Right. Like, this was before it became kind of the thing to... You know, because activism goes through kind of fads just the way anything else does, I think, sometimes. Yeah, right. and so he did that in a time before, you know, people were speaking out and, and, and really coming out for, for um, the My community. Thing, my thing with Ye has always been, if you listen to his records, this is everything he wanted. He wanted to be the biggest nigga on the planet. He wanted to be this nigga in fashion and all that. He got everything he wanted. And lost his fucking mind. And, and yeah. he forgot. Forgot who the fuck he was. Forgot. It's like he forgot he lost his, his shit. own lyrics, which is wild. He got, he got everything he wanted. If you listen to what he used to say back then, especially those first three albums, this is everything he wanted. But Even people, if you in a Benz, you still a nigga, nigga in a coupe. And it's like people like, will say that it that what he don't he's think doing, he's a nigga anymore. Yeah, it, it, people will say like that what he's doing now doesn't taint his old music. And as a rapper, I. I how can it not? Because rap in itself is about telling truthful stories to us. So it's autobiographical, yeah. Yeah. Right. So when we listen back to those albums, you know, when we were growing up on them, they were telling us these stories about his life and who he was, and they were so real and they were so crisp. And now that he's become this complete opposite form of himself, how do we not look back at those things he was saying and still hold them to be what they were? How does it not at least put an asterisk next to what? He was saying it has to. And, and either there's an asterisk next to what he used to say, excuse me, or what he's saying now. No, I'm talking specifically about his old his music. Old, his oldest shit. I, I don't I listen to his current music, so I don't care. Oh, no, no, I just meant. Oh, why would? Can you put an asterisk next to all of the shit he's saying now? Why would you? Say, well, you're saying like it's not a true representation of he is because of right. the mental stuff he's going through. I don't so know. I don't. Is where is the asterisk? You talking about where's the line? Put it next to both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do you say he, asterisk? He may feel I don't know, this I don't way know. the same way as old music, but mental See, health. But we don't, a, but we we don't get. know that. I only believe three of these niggas for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Only three of them. The rest of these niggas be lying. Who's that? Jay, Pusha, and the other person I can't think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, because every nigga that's ever came out never said nothing about all the shit that he lied about. They never said he lied. And Pusha, a whole bunch of them niggas all went to jail for running a $20 million coke ring out of VA. Correct. And it happened while I was in Virginia. Correct. So I know them niggas was really selling drugs. Correct. And I saw them in the, in the club one night in VA when I was like 22. The niggas had a lot of money. <laughs> they had a lot of cars and they had a lot of chance of these niggas really selling a lot of drugs. I mean, You got a record deal. Why are you selling all these drugs? Yeah, Pusha? please. Um, but the thing with Fab is like, he's another staple in the hip hop community, who, who, niggas, who, niggas who love did, Fab. Who didn't grow up on right. Fab music? More. You know what I mean? Like, Breathe was one of my favorite records ever. Still is one of my favorite fucking records ever. Look at him. People, people, people love Into You. Guys, women, like, oh, every- yeah, like he's made some of the most classic songs of all time in hip hop. Some of them, you know what I mean? No, he got hits. 
Even if I'm still dressed like he's 25, the nigga old yeah, as fuck. I need to let it go. It's yes. over, baby. And it's then, over, and my then nigga. Some of his more recent music I could do without. It got kind of yeah. gimmicky and, then, and whatever else. But, but, it was a three-year stretch where the nigga was putting out dubs. And niggas was like, please, fam, come back. Yeah. They <laughs> sound like Lou. Lou and the Fresh Prince. You put a post in the group chat the yes. other day with Fab. Do you yes. remember what that caption was? Because oh, it was a picture no, of him. Trash. He was with the, uh, the, 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 the salt nigga. Oh yeah, he was with Salt Bay. Oh, he was with Salt. He was with the Salt nigga. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. says something about someone trying to throw shade, and it's like, bro, like oh, if you're sauce. accused of, yeah, on the sauce trying to. He said, he go. said they tried to throw salt on my name, but all they did was help season my sauce, and it's like, yo, it's nobody, like, bro, you were accused of domestic violence, yo, just shut the fuck up. Nigga, like, you're, you're, 40, you're 41. Sauce on your name. You don't got no sauce, like, nigga. You're 41. Shut yeah, up. Like, Go around. Just offer an Instagram post, man. <sighs> right. like, but he you, does it a if, lot. If, 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 if you're does. Dwight Howard and they're trying to talk junk about you saying, oh, ha, 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 like, all right. Have that fucking status, whatever. It's still corny, but like, have that status. You went upside your girl's head, my nigga. Come on, son. Ever since the incident, almost all of his captions are like very underlying messages because even the picture he posted the day after that, the caption said, figure a way to rise above your situation without going below your character. Which, I mean, you punched a woman in the mouth and knocked her teeth out. What is, is your character? Alle- allegedly. Where is it? We have to say allegedly. How? It was in the police report. Fabby saw me. What is it? Is it allegedly? Allegedly, until they're found guilty. So proven guilty. Yeah. They ain't suing me, my nigga. I'm broke. Yeah, allegedly. Are her missing teeth? No, okay, sure. Oh, he punched her yeah. fucking teeth out. I mean, allegedly, because yeah. she could have got him. Listen, listen. She could, they could have been missing from something else. Until they, so until, say allegedly. But until that's, that's 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 it's all I, I part know, of know, you know the I arguments, know. and that's one I of the know. reasons why you know we're having the conversation now is like we see people that go through these things and people that are idolized, people that are legends in the hip hop community, and when they go through stuff like this, it's like, yo, like we're like. Like, where do you draw that line? Right. Like, do you stop going to their concerts? Do you stop streaming their music? Right. Because it all, it's, it all, it's all in support of them. Yeah, it's all money in their pocket. You know, like me personally, like I, I personally, like if it's somebody that I appreciate, I appreciate their talent, their music or whatever, I'll listen to them. Yeah. But when it comes to defending their behavior and, the shit, and yeah. the shit that they do, you know, I'm like that with just my regular friends and family. Right. You know, no matter what your title is or what you've provided to me or for the culture, whatever, yeah, you can still have that. I'm not going to take that away from right. you. But when it comes to, you know, here and now and whatever issue we're talking about, that's the shit we need to be a little bit more responsible with because, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. On yeah. a much lighter note, salt, the Salt Bay nigga, he did all this, all the, all the salt just in his, in his head, going on his on Oh, the yeah, his, his elbows are very hairy. No, no, I nigga. didn't realize until no, I saw that that's, video. That's fucking disgusting. This nigga's disgusting. Gross. And I heard his restaurants is trash. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's not even that good. How could it be? There's hair in the fucking seasoning, my nigga. This arm hair all in your all in your shit. You know what I'm saying? People just got caught he up with them. He needs some gloves that goes up to his elbows. That's nasty. <laughs> how about how about how about you don't be a dickhead? How about you just see some food regularly? How about that? How about don't be a dickhead? That would help. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, but when you got Diddy going to your restaurant and shit, he just in the, in the rest in the restaurant. Uh, yeah, come on, buddy, you're doing a lot. <laughs> so funny. Um, y'all seen this Kareem Hunt shit? Kareem Hunt shit? Wild. Running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Wild. Pro Bowl running back. Yes. No. Video. I- Video resurfaced. Um, he had gotten an altercation with a woman back in February. Well, the vid- they said that happened back in February. They had been some kind of argument. He physically assaulted her, like, fought her like she was a nigga in the street. Christ almighty. And apparently they were aware of it. They said they weren't aware of it, but it, it had been around. Of course. The video drops. He gets put on the uh, commissioner's exempt list, which means you're basically not going to play, but you can get paid. And then he gets released by the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this is, uh, year, this uh, is season this two. Is- 
I don't approve of what he what happened and what happened in the video. I don't, I don't think he fought her like a nigga. I think that's he like a nigga it. in the streets. He pushed. It seems like he pushed the, the dude into her, and then he gave her a little kick at the end of it, which is in a, like he shouldn't have did. But when you say fought like a nigga in the streets, like I I, I imagine haymakers being thrown. That so I, I, I haven't don't want seen the, the video. Yeah, so yes, people who haven't seen the video, I don't want them to. He assaulted a woman. Like in the he assaulted a woman. I don't give a fuck what I, you think, technical man. He but, fought, he but fought that, a woman. But those are the words you use, so I'm just... But, but, but before to get to that point, though, I think what Eric's like trying to convey is just like for you to have that kind of anger, that's something that you usually have towards somebody that you would normally fight in the street. You know what I right, mean? Right, like kicking a woman is it's pretty violent. Right, like As I, a man, I, it's, it's pretty I, violent. I, I agree with that. Yeah, and I think that, but that, you know, when you when you that. watch these videos, they're very traumatizing. Like yeah. I've seen, how many times have we seen videos of athletes like beating on women in public and private? Like oh, that yeah. shit, it's it's hard to watch. So when you look at it, you're like, damn, like the amount of anger and the amount of issues you have behind all this, and you chose to take it out on you know your spouse, mm-hmm. like. And you, the, the, the lack of respect is just isn't there. So you see her, you don't see her as your wife. You see her as just another person in the street. Yeah. That's how you're treating her right now. So that's why, that's, that's why I'm trying to defend Eric's comment. No, no, yeah, no I, I, I get it. I just, when I picture, if someone says to me, you fought her. Like it was your mental street, picture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right, I'm like, right, right. Um, wait. <laughs> so that was awesome. You know, this mm-hmm. just makes me laugh because they, they put him on basically paid leave after this. And, and, then, the, and then the team cut. And then, and then, and then, then he got fired. Got then he got yeah. fired, yeah. But, you know, it just a lot of these stories I hear and it just takes me back to Cap because what do we always say about him in oh, the no. situation with the NFL? Oh, no. you, you can hit a woman in the NFL. You can get yeah. your job. You can even oh, rape people yeah. in the NFL. You're going to nail your job. during the anthem? Nah, nigga, you can't work here. And what's homeboy from San Fran? Just got Ruben Foster. Ruben Foster, same shit, no video. He got arrested shit. three times this year. Twice was for domestic abuse. And or, was picked up by another team. So this, this is still to be determined if Kareem Hunt is picked up by another team. Well, there's, he, a, there's a waiver process. If he's on the commissioners, can he play? My, he cannot play, but he could be picked he up. Be picked, okay. My question for this is, Boxers, right? If they get into a fight in public and they're registered as boxers, they mm-hmm. get in trouble because their hands are registered weapons. Registered weapons. Yeah. At what point do we look at people who are football players and basketball players and address the same thing? Because these are very fit, very large right. men. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's football. More, football players I, I are very brutish, large men. I wouldn't single out necessarily football and players. I was just single out just. I mean, I guess you know, and you, but you know general, why? Because like, you could be a big man and strong without being an athlete. You're it, you're thinking too because of their physicality, but for boxers and people in MMA, it's you're trained, you're trained to fight. Sure. And so in it, in, in a combat sport, they they that's why they make the register the hands. And, and, and I get that. I, I get what I you're just, saying too, though, just because of the physicality. Y- yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Just because of the fact of like these are people who train their bodies Absolutely. to move right. in way. You know what I mean? Like they're huge. And you put you exerted a certain amount of force as well. Yeah. You're you're tiptoeing on a, a line there where it's all right now. Most big athletes because are if, black men, right? Right. In your so scenario, now, you can't you trust. Start, you can't trust people to go with it like issue. that. You can't trust to be like, okay, you're a trained athlete. Yeah. You're of a certain certain build. You're of a certain strength. You, you need to be registered you in a certain be, way. Because yeah, then it's going to go. Because you know how crazy these motherfuckers are. It'll go to anybody who's over five ten. Yep. Over buck ninety. You're right. right. Now there's a whole. There's a whole other. It's all the can of worms. And Kareem yeah. ain't the biggest thing in the world. He's five ten, five eleven, maybe less than two hundred pounds. But he's a trained athlete. So anybody who's going to go at him as just a regular nigga on the street is going to have an issue. I don't care how big they might be. Right. And I, I don't know what happened here. Cops talked to him. The cops talked to her. 
He, I don't think he was arrested. I don't think he was either. They had the video. The video didn't come out until TMZ recovered it. Again, we talk about the NFL time after time dropping the ball. They knew something no, no, no. happened. They didn't drop the ball. But because there wasn't video. They just ignored it. They, they ignored this they, shit. They, yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, at this point, like, what the fuck is the point? Like, what is the NFL doing? What I think was, I said this to, uh, I said this, I was talking to Wes earlier uh, in the other group. And I was like, they, here's what they did. They said, well, we know about this. You're basically on borrowed time, if we being real. This is going to get out. We gonna play. We gonna play the season out because you're too. You're good. You're too good to not play. We're gonna see how this plays out. Once the video comes out, you're done. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. And everybody's gonna act shocked, like, "Oh, we didn't know. Fuck out of here. You didn't know." Right? They're just saving their own asses. You know, when the money's coming in, the views are coming in. Oh, the- oh if you're good, you know, they're gonna make excuses for you if you're good. Right. You see what happened to Mike Tyson? He got yep. went to jail for about I think he did about four years back in the early '90s. He came back out and was making money. Six weeks, right. six weeks after he got out. As soon as his work release was done or whatever, he was boxing again, knocking niggas out. And he was still a household name. Yeah. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And, and that's just all, a lot of it, it goes back to just abuse and toxic masculinity being all a part of the culture. Right. And we just, we turn our, we turn our eye to it. Because abusing women, generally speaking, is not socially unacceptable <laughs> and right. it should be and in a lot of spaces it isn't right because you know a lot of people's like ideologies are very based in sometimes money power religion definitely i hear steps i know i'm like yo yo what's going on what's that at first hey. i was like i didn't even i didn't even know he we was have, him we I have thought, more visitors joining the show guys i was like what's happening <laughs> i don't Obviously, you hear, I just kept hearing steps. I was like, who the hell else is here? Just keep hearing steps. People what, what? popping out of nowhere. Just imagine, popping up. Can you imagine this shit just popped off during recording? <laughs> oh, no. Shit, sometimes shit get real. You know what I'm saying? I started opening doors. <laughs> We've been recording for a while. Like, we, talked, we didn't expect to go this far. We long. talked about Alexa, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, put her on record. I just want to make sure if something pop off, we got, we got a record of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. um, to keep in line with this story, though, I do want to talk about cops for a second because, you know, the hub of all police violence seems to be St. Louis. Like, every time that we hear a story come out of St. Louis, it's some violent cop all, shit. And all those kids, man, they're, they're dropping, bro. Yo. The kids, the protesters, the protesters, yes. protesters they're, all like, they're all, like, young. Late so, 20s, early 30s. They're fucking dropping, bro. When, when Mike Brown was killed in Ferguson back in 2014, mm, yeah. yes, um, it was August of 2014, there were a, there was a large group of um, protesters who became pretty well known their faces their names they were in a lot of interviews because of the nature of um what ferguson turned into it was a war zone for months at a time and um a lot of those prominent protesters have been murdered since then just random acts of murder they're just turning up dead and it has been like four of them since and nobody can figure out (laughs) what's happening to them they're just popping up dead um, yeah. And we're kind of starting now to look at it and tie it back to what was happening in Ferguson, and it, it looks like somebody is picking them off. So the most one, the one on I can think about, the one that comes most was the kid who died. He was hanging outside of his house. Yeah. From the news, they said he killed himself. They, they, and they found someone burning up in a car like a week later, right? The dude that was found throwing the mo- like Molotov cocktail yeah. or whatever the fuck that was, he was found. Yeah, somebody shot him in his fucking head in yeah. his car. Uh, shit. It makes me nervous it's because crazy. you guys know that I have, um, I have met somebody who yeah, was yeah, there yeah. who yeah, yeah. became pretty popular. I don't yeah. want to use her name or anything like that, yeah. but I've talked to her and um, 
you know, her, her name and her face was, I mean, plastered all over the place, man. I believe she was in Vogue magazine at one point. She was on the cover. And, and so that makes me nervous, obviously, because I, you know, care about her as a person. I don't want to see anything, um, happen to her. And, you know, Ferguson, like I said, it was a war zone. Those people were, they were tear gassed. Tear gas can cause all kinds of issues, Uh which I've been, I've been, I've been places where they've thrown tear gas before. It's not fun. I mean, it, it can cause you to not be able to have children. I yeah. mean, it's it's not just like it's, chem- it's chemical fucking warfare. Yeah, so um, it's just really scary. But so there was another incident with police um, in STL over the over this week. A city cop text that he wanted to whoop some ass during a protest. Oh, I saw this too. That's crazy. Bro. He's now one of four cops facing felony charges beating an undercover officer. So basically, what happened is there was officers in riot gear at this protest, mm-hmm. and one of them decided that they wanted to antagonize some of the protesters in order to create a riot situation. So then they could unleash all of their weapons on the crowd. Well, the person that they chose to abuse ended up being. Being an undercover police officer. Because they don't care. They're just so thirsty to fight somebody. They don't care who it is. And this just takes me back to, again, Ferguson and when that all happened was so traumatizing for me watching it. Like, I remember because people were tweeting live videos and yeah. photos as, as it was all happening. Like, right, I mean, like, not even a full day after Mike Brown was lying in the street dead. And there people were already out there. I saw a pregnant woman get slammed by police officers. I saw, like, the things you saw in those videos, and if you are listening and you remember that time, it was horrific. Like, it's something you couldn't even write into, like, a movie. And um, so it's scary to me that they have still not been able to kind of rein in the police terror in St. Louis. It is one of the worst cities in America for police abuse, police violence. And I mean, when I say that, I mean police abusing and being violent against their citizens. And black people are dropping like flies because of this in that city. But then to now know that they, you know, sought out and abused an undercover cop in order to incite more violence. I'm really, I guess, interested to see what happens with this story, right? Because we've only seen one or two cops be indicted in the past four years for this, for murdering black people. Yeah. There's another one that's coming up now too. Right. Like we've seen one, two, that's it. Everybody else acquitted, never got charged, not guilty, whatever you want. There's always some sketch bullshit too as to why, they beat a, a fucking murder rap or didn't even go to trial. Right. Or some crazy shit like that. But uh, out of St. Louis, the woman in Dallas, yep. Amber Geyer, she just, she she just, just got, got indicted yep. on, a murder, on a murder one charge for uh, murdering. Oh, man. And yeah. I'm, and I'm real glad. I think I'm it's real Botham Jean is his name. Yeah. I'm real glad they charged her because that story, I don't know, if, Frankie, if you remember it, but I that agree. was some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you don't remember where you live? Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Hi, my nigga. And right. it's one of those things where it's like, how many people have to die in order for people to feel like there's any sense of hope when it comes to these situations? It was a black or brown person. They don't give a fuck. Right. Right. I mean, there's, there's a lot more that goes into it, like, especially when it comes to cops, because everyone, you know, going back to that stats I made about having opinions about certain things, like, when your opinions are rooted in, like, oppression, hate, or yeah. whatever, like, there's nothing for me to accept or, you know, or respect, respect about it. Because everyone will say, like, you know, blue lives matter, this, this, and that. And it's not, to me, that's that I, that fucking. What are these Smurfs? 
No, like, no. Just, Come on, that just never made sense to me. The ideology like, behind it is crap because right. they created it to be a force against people saying that black lives should matter to you. It's the right. same thing with all lives matter. Nobody ever said that nobody else's lives mattered. What we were saying is you need to start treating black people like they fucking matter in this right. country. And I'm just, I'm so <laughs> like, sick of just people's excuses because they're, they don't really mean anything anymore. People that say, I don't see color. This is, I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter how you see color. It's really how you treat color. And you know, what's so funny is because being in the program that I'm in, um, we've been recording forever, but whatever. So being in the (laughs) program, marathon. (laughs) So being in the program that I'm in, we have one class a week that is dedicated to us just discussing all of the issues. It's not a graded class. It's, we meet with a therapist and we talk about our weeks. We talk about our clients. We talk about political issues. We talk about social issues. We talk about all the things that affect us properly doing therapy with clients and the, the, the kind of, um, idea of colorblindness came up yesterday and you know my professor was just like I hate when people say that shit because it's it's literally telling you that you're being ignorant to the fact of color she was like when you say to somebody I don't see color what you're telling them instead of what you want to be saying most likely is that you don't see that they are different, that they are treated differently, that they were probably raised differently, that they have different beliefs, that people treat them differently than you. And that's really what it's about. Like every time that somebody says, well, I don't see color. I treat everybody the same. We're not all the fucking same. Right. (laughs) No, definitely not. You have to understand like the word (laughs) diversity means something. Right. When people people say that to me, I always take it like, oh, you don't want to see part of who I am. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you right. can't you can't say, oh, I don't see you as a black man in America. But I am. But I am. I, <laughs> but I am. And, and, I, and it means something. I ain't light enough. My hair ain't curly enough when it grow out for me to fake the shit either. So you can't talk about you don't see me as a black man. Right. It's impossible. And that's the thing. Like, you know, even being like a mixed person in America, it's I'm not white skinned. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Like right. if somebody is going to kill me because I'm brown, I can't be like, but my mom's white. She's white. I'm half acceptable to you, aren't I? It's <laughs> right. not going to no. fucking matter. No, it's not going to fucking not. matter. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no reason why people can't understand these concepts. They just choose not to yeah, understand they'd them. Not. They'd rather not to do, do, do the hard work to have to. Right. It's and easier it's just to ignore the shit. It's not hard work. We've been saying it for how many decades? We've been saying it since they dragged us over here from fucking Africa and chains. Well, Stop they, fucking killing us. They ain't care then. They definitely don't care now. They just fake like they do. I mean, it's just exhausting. It's exhausting. You know, and I, I go back to like Jay-Z on, on, on Meek's track when he says, people say happy Thanksgiving and all I think about is a murder. It's and like it's a murder like, to me. And it's like, yo, I think about my childhood and how often... Um, or rather, I think about my childhood and how they taught the the meaning of Thanksgiving, how they taught yeah. the meaning of Christopher Columbus Day, uh-huh. and becoming an adult and and coming into you know who I am and really educating on myself on what um, people have been through and just really trying to understand that shit. I'm like, yo, we really murdered millions of people yep. in this country and then turned it into fucking holidays. Oh yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, like when I think about that, it is it is baffling. They it's left Europe, went to Africa. They said we don't want to work. We can get these niggas to work. We can send them all the way across the world. We're gonna discover a piece of land that's always been there and say, oh, what's this? Oh, I'll call it America. Oh, all of y'all are here already. Nah, y'all gotta get the fuck out on our way. Even though you helped us stay, then we spread, you know, 
regular diseases that weren't here before and all that good I stuff. I mean, you, you decimated know. a whole group of people you know, and then Thanksgiving. said, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. <laughs> Have a day off. Like, yo. Eat some turkey. And, and when he said it, it just resonated so much for me. Like, yo, sounds like a murder. And I was like, bruh. Because that's what it sounds like to me now, too. Like, I almost, like, I enjoy Thanksgiving. It's always been a happy holiday. But now when I I'm think not. about the meaning behind I'll it. F- I fuck with a day off. Your boy always fuck with a day off. I like, the, I like the food. You know I, what I'm saying? I like the paid vacation. But the meaning behind it, I almost feel like, holy shit, I'm almost ashamed to take part in the, in the, in the whole process but you know, for, because for of it. For most holidays, even now, we'll all get together. Nobody's like, we're festive about Thanksgiving. Nah, niggas just want see each other, eat some food, right? if the and South, watch some football or some The South won the war. You'd be oh, no. celebrating that, too. Oh, definitely. That'd be Thanksgiving, oh, too. Oh, no, no. It'd be some whole different shit if the South won the Civil War, nigga. We, we, we all this, all this right now. <laughs> None of us at this table would be celebrating a motherfucking. Nah, thing. you'd be we'd be in the field working, my nigga. Um, maybe have something on your hand, hands and feet if it's cold. Maybe. Yeah. So that uh, whole concept just, you know, nah. It yeah. Can go. You see what Kyrie Irving said? Fuck Thanksgiving. They made him apologize. Did you oh, see that? Fuck that. No, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, they were in an interview something talking about Thanksgiving. He's like, man, fuck Thanksgiving. But he found out he's half native or part native, like traceable native. Right. Like, oh. He got a, he got a name. He got a name I and everything. Apologize. I don't know. Something's probably made him. So he wouldn't lose oh, his job. Boston made him figures. Yeah, probably. Yeah, my teams are, are in a racist city. What are you gonna do? Everybody's still root for him. Everybody's racist. Fuck that mean. <laughs> all of us, all of us sitting here probably work for racist companies who have funded Trump and everything. I mean, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. we can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. There's only so much we can do. We have to work, right? right. Like, this is just, it's, it's, it's the world that we live in. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they definitely did. They definitely did. All right, this has been our longest podcast ever. Hey, man. It's good. <laughs> we just, we've literally just been sitting here talking. Good conversations. I'm literally, like, I'm in a doghouse right now because my wife needed help bringing in shit. And Why don't you just want to do it, nigga? I did, but okay. right. I brought it into the garage. I still got to go. Well, I want to go oh, eat, so. You're fucking Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Frankie. Cover. Thanks for coming, man. Thank Thanks you for, for coming out. Always me. a pleasure. Um, Thank Mark's you so much. here right now. Hey, Mark. Mark. What's you gotta come back and be another be on the podcast again. <laughs> he's got no mic, but he's yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So anything else before we go? I want my f- bacon cheeseburger. All, right. all hearts and minds are clear. Let's go eat. At Chick Tick the Beard. At Miss Bianca Bissa. The Black of Wall Street. Frankie. At Frankie L. Rivera. And And Oh God, I have so many. And Instagram underscore box. Yeah, shit, I fucked that up. I'm so sorry. Underscore box guy, Rivera. Follow the podcast. What about your friends? New episodes every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get another shit stuff right now, but, you know. I have yeah. no idea what Stitcher is still, but, yeah. It's just the podcast Follow app. our podcast, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you guys so much for having me on again. Absolutely. Thanks for coming, man. Absolutely. GDFools at gmail.com if you have any Ask a Fool questions. There any of our friends want to come on, we're trying to have more guests on again. Yes. We're recording Saturdays now. We're not doing Sundays. We're, we're all over the place. Sundays was just the worst. We're just all over the place yeah. in general. Yeah, so we are, but are we're... we're we have a set, kind of, maybe. Sort of. Sort of. We'll find out soon. Right. We'll, see how, we'll see how your live change in the next <laughs> five right, subscribe, seconds. Subscribe, rate us, Stitcher. Give us five stars. Don't be a hate ass bitch. See you later. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>